0: I mean, I mean, I mean, I
1: Welcome to I'm In, I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast I'm sponsored I'm by caterer.com I'm and hosted I'm by me, Phil Street, MIH. Today we're talking about I'm awards I'm and accolades, and joining me to dissect I'm this wonderfully positive topic, we have the I'm brilliant Yvonne Joseph, AIH, recent I'm Acorn I'm Award I'm winner, Emily Kubra, MIH, and the always amazing I'm Cyrus Toddy Walla, FIH. H. A huge thank you to all our guests for giving up their time. So to learn about the good and the bad of awards, let's get straight to it. Ioh. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, MIH. Today I'm once again joined by three fantastic humans from within the world of the IOH membership who are all very kindly giving up their time for us for this chat today. So, first up, from the fellowship i am delighted to welcome the endlessly busy but always fabulous cyrus toddy waller o b e d l f i h a
0: huge welcome to you cyrus thank you very much phil That was a very big introduction
1: yeah i i mean could you have any more letters after your name they have been deleted sir <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's wicked. I know you and I have, uh, have spoken before and uh, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the show today. What are you up to at the moment? You're always busy, it seems.
0: Well, at the moment, our new restaurant, Cafe Spice Namaste in its new location is opening. Okay. We have a soft opening on Saturday and we start opening our doors from tomorrow. So there's lots going on, a flurry of activity all over the place. That's,
1: well, I'm even more grateful for you then for, for joining us today to give up your time. I will try and get you a way back to, to launching a restaurant as quickly as I can. No worries. Excellent. Thank you very much. Next up from the MIH ranks, we have the guest relations and communications manager from the iconic Savoy Hotel in London, Emily Kubra. MIH, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thank you.
1: Excellent. Where are you recording this today? Are you in the hotel or are I, you working from home? I am indeed.
2: Home? Yeah, I am indeed. So I'm currently sitting in, in one of the rooms, actually. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of things going on around me, which I can hear in the background. But uh, no, it's really nice to to take a break and speak to you
1: all. So. Fabulous. Well, you're very, very welcome. And I I, again, appreciate you taking time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule. And last, but certainly by no means least, from our associate members, we have all the way from Lagos in Nigeria, the wonderful Yvonne Joseph, AIH. A huge welcome, Yvonne.
3: Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here.
1: Where where are you today?
3: Uh, I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. I'm in my house at the moment. Uh, I've been working from home since the COVID. It's been challenging, but also very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and how is the the view of COVID from over there? I always find it interesting to get uh, the international perspective.
3: Well, uh, it's been, well, much more. Everything is been eased down at the moment. Um, people have returned back to business. Um, for, for us here in Nigeria, it's, it's business as usual. But um, for me personally, I, I still like to take precautions and just be sure that um, everything is okay around me. So uh, I prefer to stay indoors when I can and go out very few times.
1: Yeah, safety first, every yes, time. Yes, exactly. And what are you currently doing? Because I I looked at your LinkedIn profile. It looks like you've got your head in quite a lot of different things.
3: <laughs> okay, so um, I'm the founder and brand consultant with 22 Hospitality. Um, it's a brand agency I started three years ago uh, to help hospitality businesses in Nigeria reflect their their vision of all their product and service offerings and um, i also use this brand agency as a means to um, for them to use their brand to connect emotionally and meaningfully with customers and so um, that's what i do as a brand consultant and um, when i'm not working with hotels or restaurants or hospitality businesses i am busy men- mentoring hospitality students and graduates helping them advance in their hospitality careers so that's like a summary of who i am and what i do at the moment
1: fantastic well i sense uh, an upgrade is in the offing to mih very very yeah, soon it sounds, shortly. It sounds, <laughs> that i'm putting that out there so that the uh, the powers that be can make it happen Anyway, there we are. Well, you are all very, very welcome. And uh, once again, I appreciate all of you giving up your time today. Well, well, let's back to you, Cyrus. I um, would love to understand why you said I'm into the Institute
0: of Hospitality. Well, actually speaking, I mean, I've been a member for many, many years. Mm. Then I disappeared for a while. (laughs) And then I got back, in. I got back in that's because you're always busy cyrus because always busy that that is exactly what the whole thing was because i just could not keep tabs with everything and everything going on around me and i'm involved i mean being a deputy lieutenant also has its own uh, uh, responsibilities that come with it and so sometimes i find my day being stretched to nearly 24 hours and then things get very you know very tight for me and so i dropped out of a few things here and there and then people want you back. So you get back in slowly and gradually and hope that you can achieve something or you can give something back. And that is the whole thing why I said I'm in again.
1: Bless you. Yeah. Well, I I remember actually seeing you deliver a talk for the aspiring managers five or six years ago now, probably. Yes. And I've always, I mean, you were, you're very well known to me anyway, because, you know, I, I'm a massive fan of, of cookery generally and cookery programs, but um the, to hear you deliver the talk that you did, and I always remember your message being very, very clear, is is that do, you don't need to be in a hurry to make your career stick. And I really, really love that because I, I completely agree with you. I think a, a lot of people are just too keen to make progress quickly. But actually, the real learning is when you consolidate everything
0: and just let things come to you. Absolutely right. And I keep insisting that and telling everybody, more so these days, when young people simply seem to be in such a massive hurry to get to the top, I mean they want to earn more money instantly, they want to mm. get to the top very quickly, and but they don't want to adhere to the path, nor do they want to strengthen their roots before they embark on something bigger. And which is why we see that in hospitality, out of all the educated people that get into our industry who have done various different courses or various different qualifications. 60% don't even stay within the industry in the first five years. Mm. And that is a tragedy, I think, simply because maybe it paints a different picture. Maybe they are taught differently. Maybe they have different ambitions. Maybe they are in too much of a hurry to scale the ladder very quickly and prove something to themselves. So I think uh, that is a very important message for everyone because it all comes so long as you have the passion, the drive, the attitude, most importantly, everything will come to you eventually, and then can you handle it? Because like Yvonne is saying on from the other side of the world to us, really, she's got her hands full. I mean, she's helping so many people. I went down that route. I still, of course, have my competition, which we are just finishing, launching one part of it. And then the main competition is hopefully announced next week. And that also keeps you busy because it's a lot of work just to help young people drive a passion within themselves. And this is a very clear message, so yeah, thank you for remembering that. i'm glad at least somebody kept a note of that oh, you, you um you
1: touched one person in the audience at least you can you can take that for sure that's good enough <laughs> yeah, absolutely okay. fantastic and uh, and Emily, why did you say i 'm in to the Institute of hospitality
2: so firstly, I think just to go on what Cyrus was saying, I completely agree with that. I think that um it's really important to to remember, you know, that hospitality is a fantastic industry to work in and there are so many rewards that you get out of it. But I do agree that a lot of people are, are very keen to to kind of progress to the next level very, very quickly. But one of the best bits of advice that I was ever given was not to chase the title. And by that, he meant to, you know, you have to put the hard yards in in, in order to to see those results. So I completely agree with everything that you were saying there, Cyrus thank you i mean for me i think yeah the institute of hospitality i'm incredibly proud to be involved in it i think with our industry especially now there are so many so many challenges that we face so far and and it's really important that we we inspire and encourage the next generation to to see hospitality as you know this rewarding industry also a fun industry to work in there are so many people that that you meet who are all like-minded you know we all are very much people 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 really Um, and so it's yeah i i think there's there's no doubt that i'm i'm very proud to be involved and i certainly i am in and i look forward to seeing what more the industry can achieve now that we've gone through what has been quite a, a challenging stage
1: yeah, I think there's definitely a, an element of the fact that, uh, that adversity does bring people together. And I, I've definitely felt that through this period that the industry, the people who really care about this industry have definitely come together more yeah, than perhaps definitely. before. And I think the, the Institute can play a massive part and does play uh, a massive part in ensuring that, that that is the case. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I'm on board. I, I'm going to actually change the name of the podcast to I'm All In. That's, the, um, that's where, that's where we're going idea. next. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Yvonne, why did you say I'm into the Institute of Hospitality?
3: Okay, Phil. So um, for me, I would start with the fact that I went through the different phases of the hospitality industry without having any clear direct or indirect mentorship. Okay, so I worked with events, I worked with uh, food and beverage, I worked in the hotel. All those times, I never had uh, this direct mentorship. So the first thing that attracted me to Institute of Hospitality was the mentor, me Kim. And when I saw it, I was very excited. I have been involved in several hospitality-related organizations and associations, but what really made me say i am in to IOH was the the direct relationship and connection that i have received so far since i joined so okay so i'm barely uh, i'm barely 2 years <laughs> but right. i i jumped into the mentor me scheme almost immediately i joined and it's been very very fantastic i have not experienced that level of connection that I'm currently having right now in all my years of belonging to several hospitality-related associations. So for me, that was a game changer. And I was very excited because at first I I felt, oh, is it not too late to to start? But then it's never too late to begin. I saw that all the while I had um, had not put myself out there and and really brought myself to say hey i need help in this area of my life i was always waiting for someone to to help me and so when i wasn't getting that direct mentorship from my workplace i didn't seek for it elsewhere so getting to know about ioh and i saw that there is a mentor me scheme i told myself wow even now you have to do this for yourself and I, I, I went out in, um, all in, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far.
1: Fantastic, and I, I completely relate to that because I, uh, I've been a business owner now for for nearly seven years, and there was a, a, a probably the first five years of my time of being a business owner. You know, it, it, you're as well Cyrus will attest to. You're just busy. It, you know, you're mm-hmm. busy, busy, busy the whole time. And actually, I woke up one day and realized do you know what are you are you busy because you're passionate about everything that you're doing and yes is the answer to that generally mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. but are there some time-saving techniques that you could gain by seeking out a mentor and actually I put myself forward to be mentored as well as I do mentor students that are, are coming through but and I I was given a fantastic mentor of a business owner who'd kind of been there done it worn the t got everything and actually just having time with that individual to you know an hour kind of once a quarter just to chew the fat understand the challenges work through them what could be done better I found massively powerful so yeah that's just one of the the reasons why I'm in as well Just keep dropping that little phrase in. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you very much for for all of that, guys. We are, of course, here to talk about a a particular subject matter, which I think and and hope is relevant to to all of you. And that's around awards and accolades. So I really want to explore today what are the positive and negative impacts of that. So I kind of wanted to just get a sense of from each of you, have you won an award? Uh, how recently recent was it, and uh, and how did that kind of I suppose what did it do for you really? So uh, I'll kick off with Emily actually because I am aware that you have recently won an award. So um, I'm just going to put you straight on the spot.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not quite sure how I uh, how I managed it, but um, I was delighted to receive a, uh, a Caterer Acorn 30 Under 30 Award this year, which I was delighted with and that also was very close to 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 achieving the leader of the year at the savoy as well so i think both of those together came around the the same time and i met some some very inspirational people at at this awards awards weekend in south lodge with 29 of the other people that that won the caterer award you know ranging from various different areas within the industry but all having the same level of passion and
0: commitment
2: to kind of drive the the industry forward, and and it was I really felt uh, felt very proud at that moment. But also, it encouraged me to kind of push further, and I keep in touch with really a lot of them regularly. Uh, so that was the most recent uh, thing for me, which took place this year in July.
1: Yeah. What I like about that actually is, is that as you, as you say, you you weren't seeking that out. That kind no. of came to you. That was an external acknowledgement of somebody's doing something special here. I uh, I suppose, and actually, Cyrus, if I can come to you because you actually have your own, you deliver your own awards or your own competition. Yes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of what, what was its purpose and, and why did you want to put that together?
0: Ooh, purpose. Okay, fine. Let's. Uh, so going <laughs> back, um, I have to actually go back to the times when I first landed up in Britain. And uh, the big thing was that I found that there was a massive shortfall in the skills within the Asian restaurant sector. Okay. In the past several years, the Asian restaurant se- sector has blossomed and bloomed and actually It has become the fastest growing sector within the UK today. So when you looked at it from one perspective, there were only independent restaurants. Now hotels, restaurants, catering companies, all of them are looking at Asian food within their menu offering. The problem is we don't have the skill. The other issue we have got is that the Asian cuisine is always frowned upon as a cheap, low-impact cuisine in our country, and young chefs would never consider moving into an Asian sector. So, I remember many years ago, I went to the government office for London, this is pre-GLA, and asked for some money to put up a school. We did get some money. We put up a school called the Asian and Oriental School of Catering in Hackney. And at that time, we decided we will take any students that are not wanted in schools or who are dropouts, and we will train them and put them into jobs. And so, this is pre jamie Oliver's 15, and we started to get students in, we nurtured them, cared for them, gave them qualifications and we put almost a thousand students in full-time jobs within wow. the five years. Fabulous. The government changed and as usual with our governments in Britain, they don't consider hospitality as a key profession <laughs> and this has always been a very frustrating point for me yeah. and they took away our funding so the school had to be closed down, we lost a lot of personal money that we had invested but the school closed down and then one fine day it struck me why the hell am i wasting time to find people that are not interested in this industry as a career and then to nurture them and train them why can't i get students who want to join this industry and develop them instead so the competition idea was born we launched it initially as the asian junior chefs challenge between colleges eventually named it zest quest asia And the whole reason was that we now target colleges to take part as teams. And we want them to get inspired to look at the whole of Asia from all the way from Turkey to Japan and create menus, get involved in the competition and look at Asian cuisine perhaps as a choice in their future career. Because today we have Michelin star restaurants, we have great chefs doing great things in this country. And that means we need to inspire young British-born talent or residential British talent to look at these cuisines as well. And that's why it came up. So ZestQuest Asia in its eighth year now has become the foremost inter-college competition, which makes me really feel very proud. We work very hard. We got to go through with my begging bowl as soon as the competition's over. And I'm begging now to people for sponsorships because... In the main prize, the team goes to an Asian city for 10 days. So we work with a hotel in, a, in another city. Last year's team should have gone to Bangkok. They will go this year now because they couldn't travel last year. Yeah. And I worked with the Dusit group over there. The MD is known to me. And uh, they will get a fantastic experience of actually cooking in their kitchens, learning Thai cuisine, visiting several restaurants, going to markets, going to farms. And when they come back the whole idea is to inspire them to look at what britain today is and britain today is the melting pot of the world and we want them to look at it differently and look at exposing themselves to other cuisines and that's all we are after yeah. and i think uh, that has Touchwood touch wood it's taken off very well i know it's a inter-college competition so it's not known much outside the college scenario except with my sponsors and uh, the sponsors are very good. Some of them are still backing us. Some have dropped out because of COVID and their sales having dropped and they cannot commit to the same amount of uh, sponsorship. But we are launching it again next week for 2022. I've got a fabulous sponsor on board with the prize is now confirmed and they will be going to a lovely island in Asia for seven days of solid learning and three days of visits. Fantastic. So that was the whole reason. I mean, I've done so much in other competitions to... We got, I mean, companies like Tilda to get in, interested in the craft guild of chefs to have Asian competitions. We, I'm now talking to a large group uh, that own several Asian brands like TRS and East End Spices and all of them to invest in young people. And get involved with the mainstream competition so that we can have more young people looking at this nation of ours in a different perspective rather than focused on traditional French, British, classical cuisine only.
1: Yeah. No, that that's brilliant. And I, I can see how that would have its part in inspiring people. Because not only you're right, you come into a competition to, to do your best and, you know, hope that, that your best is good enough to, to get you a prize. But at the same time, the prizes that you're putting on the table are very, very inspiring.
0: Like I, that makes me want to go and become a an Asian chef. In Glasgow on the 30th, we have an open day. We have 12 colleges from across Scotland coming on that open day. And we will be talking about flavors, we'll be discussing spices, we'll be discussing all sorts of things. We have got four chefs lined up to come and give a talk and give a demo and talk to the students. Because we, for some reason, Scotland has not been getting very well involved in this competition. And this is the first time we are taking the competition to them. So on the 30th, it's a big day. We are at Glasgow College doing a bit, seeing what will happen. Fantastic. I'll uh, I'll have a word Cyrus don't worry <laughs> with, uh,
1: with my fellow countrymen yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd listen to me I've not been a, I've not they lived in Scotland to for anybody. years <laughs> no that's great that's great I, I I really love that and um thank you for for sharing Yvonne what's uh, yeah. what's your experience with awards and accolades
0: okay uh,
3: so my my earliest experience um before the pandemic started, I, I got contracted by a particular organization, I'd like to quote all their names, to, to work on a project. And part of my role was to come up with a team of creatives, content writers, graphic designers, brand managers, and the likes. And so when the pandemic came, the project was not yet done, and the pandemic came, and Everyone was in chaos. Everyone was running helter-skelter. They didn't even know if the project should continue or if we should put it on hold. And then we had a deadline. And um, yes, safety was so, so important for me and my team. And that was when we really, really knew the power or appreciated the power of technology because we began to do our work. We continued our work from home. And funny enough, at the end of the year, at the end of last year, we did a fantastic job. And it was so, it was so amazing to see that we could pull that kind of project and get it running and get it done in the midst of a pandemic era. And so the company appreciated me. I was awarded, I was given an individual award and a team award. And so that, that alone taught me a lot of lessons anyway and um, made me very, very excited. I've been nominated for several awards before, but this particular one got me very excited because... I was able to manage a team in the midst of crisis, in the midst of a worldwide crisis. And we still yeah. came up with something good and something beautiful. So that's just my own very recent experience that I'm still even <laughs> basking on until today. I've not recovered from it and I've learned a lot of lessons from it um, which i'll share
1: later. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I I love that because that's that's also again you've not gone looking for that that's come to you. That's um mm-hmm. you know and, and you've you've really just controlled your own kind of attitude to just doing something brilliant and then you've got acknowledged for it. And I love that. I love when things happen to you when they least when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's just a that's actually my earliest. I haven't really won any awards in hospitality. What have I been playing at? But I, um, in my childhood, I was quite a, uh, a shy kid, and um, had just used to put my head down and, and, and crack on and, and play sport. That was kind of my get out. Oh. And I got awards in the sporting arena when I, I wasn't looking for them. Like I would, I would win Player of the Year in football. I'd won a gold medal in karate. This is all very, very young. And what that did for me in terms of it just started giving me a little bit of self-belief. And I think at whatever stage you you win an award when you least expect it, it starts to give you probably a, a little bit of confirmation that you're onto something mm-hmm. here and that yeah. I'm good at this. That is true. And, you know, and I really just, you know, I, I want to do more now. If this is, um, you know, if people are... Seeing that I the, the work that I'm putting in mm-hmm. is having a benefit to to something, exactly. then then yeah, so absolutely. Question,
0: Phil. Mm. Sorry, sorry. The question I some I have to actually sit and think about this very often. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is that once you win an award, what kind of responsibility does it land on your shoulders?
3: Oh, do wow. you? <laughs> <add to laughs> you question. The reward for hard work is more work. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that has always been my problem which is why when I win an award I keep very quiet about it because I know that it adds one more little bit of layer onto my shoulders as well and I feel guilty if I don't fulfil that award see?
1: Um, yeah that's a really um, really good point yeah. that there is this kind of level because coming back to you Emily the, the ACORN awards mm-hmm. are industry known throughout the UK you know, and 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 given a lot of coverage mm. at the time when they're announced uh, and things like that. Mm. So, is there then this level of expectation on you that you've got to like you? You've already reached a high level,
2: yeah. but you've
1: got to keep up in your game. I, I
2: I don't I don't think it made me feel that. I think to be honest, after the amount, you know, it was uh, last year. I I felt that. I did put a lot in and and so to have that recognized it was it was really nice and and it's not the you know the physical reward that was that was rewarding me it was just that it was recognized you know by by my company and and the industry and actually I think for me the nice thing about these rewards is I don't feel that it's put more pressure on me but it's kind of shown my team what you can achieve and it's it's actually kind of motivated them as well and just having that recognition has yeah it's i feel that it's kind of benefited other people i certainly I do. don't feel any more pressure although saying that you know uh i don't have any intention of ever leaving the industry because i've now Now got these these contacts of all who I met there, and you know we know that we have to drive the industry forward. So uh, Mm -hmm. in that sense, certainly, as a pressure there.
0: (laughs) Absolutely need young people like you, Emily, to drum this inverse industry forward. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that that's actually music to my ears hearing that as well, because you know all of the Acorn Award winners have been acknowledged for doing cracking work. At quite an early stage in your career really i mean you know yeah, uh, there's I, a long way to go yeah i
2: i think the um so the requirements last year were slightly different because obviously the pandemic and a lot of businesses were closed so i think the judges kind of were looking at it slightly differently um in terms of colleagues that that had an impact during the pandemic um so that's also you know when you were saying earlier that that we all have come together i think I had a real acknowledgement then over that weekend of, you know, these are all fantastic young individuals who who have put puts their hard work in, and and we kind of we had a bond that I don't think I'll lose that. So it is really encouraging to to see that you know everyone feels the same way about the industry and and the challenges that we faced. We we are overcoming them you know we've obviously still got a way to go but yeah certainly for me I don't feel any pressure I just think it's nice to know actually that there are other people who who have the same level of passion and drive in order to move it forwards
1: yeah that that kind of uh cements in your brain that I'm in the right place and yeah, I, exactly. you know, I'm in the right industry and I'm surrounded by people who all care and yeah, want exactly to do the very best they can
2: exactly
1: yeah no very interesting i um i I also wanted to explore, and I don't know if any of you have ever had any experience of this of when you've been put up for an award of some kind, and this doesn't have to just be within hospitality this can just be generally, but you've not won Oh, actually in fact <laughs> um Yvonne, I think you mentioned that you'd you'd been nominated for lots of things but um what's the impact if you don't win
3: first of all i Always try to have a positive attitude to everything. Here, here. Um, because obviously, uh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing good work. I know that I'm doing good work, so I tell myself all the time, Yvonne, you're doing good. Yvonne, you're doing well. Yvonne, keep it up." So, um, many times I have been nominated for so many awards categories, but I didn't win. But it's it it makes me appreciate the fact that i was even recognized in the first place so being nominated is it's a huge deal for me <laughs> it's a huge deal for me and um it it gets it always gets me excited so i yes i might not have won but for me being nominated it's is enough for me to to appreciate the fact that my work or the work that I do is being recognized, someone out there is seeing what I am doing and they appreciate what I am doing, and also um, to be able to put my best foot forward to look back and say, "Oh, okay, so why did I not win?" It's I don't think that's bad um, to 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 go ho- go back home and reflect. Okay, so why did I not actually win this award? And Yes, it might be a little bit competitive, but uh, a little competition does not hurt because it makes you go back to uh, go back and reflect on what you can do better, either as an individual or or as an organization, and makes you want to keep keep at that. So, um, Hmm. mm
1: -mm. yeah, yeah. Do you know it? The um the thing about that is as well is that you you know you get. Sometimes you just have to accept that somebody else has done an amazing job. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you you <know>? <laughs> yeah absolutely, and and I, and I really love what you say there about the fact that actually it is about your your own attitude to towards it. The fact that you have been nominated in the first place mm-hmm. is is kind of enough. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's an acknowledgement in itself that you're doing something special. I always think of the Oscars when I think of this kind of scenario. <laughs> When you look at the uh, when they all put the cameras on all of the actors and actresses that mm. are up for nominations, and you can see when the whoever has won the award has announced, it's it's a real insight into somebody's soul. When they, you see the the response of some of them, you can tell that they're like, oh, I really wanted to win that," but some of them are like, "Yep, yeah, no, that's fair play." You know that they they did a cracking job, and that comes down to your own ability to to control your own attitude to something and you mentioned Mm -hmm. it right at the head of that Yvonne around the fact that you're you know you're you tend to look at things from a positive perspective yeah and I think if you if you start there then you're you're going to be winning anyway yeah Um, but um yeah that's a a little bit of deep philosophy from your uncle Phil um (laughs) today but yeah Emily you you uh, I think we're going to say something at the the beginning of of all of that as well about the the fact that you've you've had experiences of Yeah coming I, close. I think
2: it's and this goes back to kind of school you know I was never very uh, a sporty person and I was very aware of all of my friends you know receiving awards in sports being in teams and um and then I then I moved into hospitality and you know, there were a few, a few things that perhaps, whether it was like a a promotion that I didn't get or something, but through that, not rejection as such, because you can't see it as rejection, but that then just drove me to, to push myself further to prove that I was, you know, I know that I can do this. And, and I think you, you kind of need that sometimes. In order to then drive yourself further, in fact, I would imagine someone that receives awards all the time it kind of loses its it loses the whole you know why why do we need rewards in the first place? It's probably yeah. to recognize those who do do achieve things but also to kind of encourage them to to move further so personally i I had a lot at school that I think has now you know like you were saying earlier, phil that I found my my forte really because I was never very sporty you know I I did okay in in English and drama and things but but then when then moving into hospitality like this is something that I really enjoy and I love and having having had a couple of rejections I think that that only pushed me to to prove myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I think they could, they could definitely get diluted. Yeah, you know, if you're just consistently winning all exactly. the time, then what? You know, what does does that have a, does that actually have a negative impact on your own yeah. attitude and belief? Do you start believing your own press? Do you start not trying as hard because these things just seem to come to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting points around that yeah. Cyrus yeah. Uh, we, we, we talked about uh, obviously the competition that you've put on but what's your experience of actually winning
0: cool.
1: <laughs> apart from in life
0: generally mm-hmm. no, actually on, on the night itself you feel very elated you feel great you feel on top of the world There's also been disappointments when you have been nominated and you are in the finals and then you don't win. So Mm -hmm. that's the way of looking at it is that I need to do better, maybe, or maybe somebody was better than I am. But when you put it together as a judge now in several competitions and including uh, just not in hospitality, I sit on the final judging panel of the Lord Mayor's Dragon Awards, which is a very prestigious award and others nice and um the thing is that as a judge in within our industry within the catering within the cookery competition the moment you finish judging and the moment the results are announced instantly there'll be a stream of people heading your way to tell me why didn't I win what was wrong (laughs) so they corner you and there are some (laughs) tutors I know we avoid all the judges run away from a couple of tutors because they just always 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 have to be winning but by and large what we discover now is that i have to give feedback all the time so we just finished a competition last week with panasonic for zest quest asia and there's a brand new oven they have launched and i said let's have it in the colleges so the students can learn to operate on a high performance uh, kit And immediately out of the 12, the final three, the remaining six or remaining nine who knew me, I got emails from the tutor straight away, the why did we not win Mm -hmm. or why were we not in the finals? And that puts a separate perspective to this issue that people are now so driven sometimes that they must win. they get really demotivated. So in ZestQuest Asia, I am now making sure that I have six prizes with me. The big one a second big one and then four (laughs) prizes no college goes back empty-handed because the students look really dejected when they don't win Mm. right but as you progress in life and like emily was saying it it gives you the feeling that yes i achieved it because of all the hard work i put in you always reflect back because in an award like the acorn awards and i've attended many ceremonies and outside of london you don't know you've been nominated until the very last minute, mm-hmm. which is a which is a great thing. In the KTs, yeah. for example, I mean, I've won the education and education KTs many, many years ago. Now I'm a judge on the education category for the KTs. I but uh, when you walk up on that stage, your knees get wobbly because you know that you won one of the best accolades the industry could ever give you. And then... As in my case, I said very much in the beginning, I feel responsible. Thankfully, my education and training capabilities have gone on and on. They have not stopped. But, um, for example, out of uh, everybody around, I get selected by the government to represent the highest uh, body of education in the country called the NACET Council. And the National Advisory Council for Education and Training Targets. And here I am. A guy who hates dressing up, wearing ties, and putting jackets on. (laughs) And his his life has gone in chef coats, and he sits amongst the lords and ladies and ministers and everybody else trying to fight the case for my industry. And why my industry is so important to education and training. And he comes away disappointed when they just don't want to listen to me. So I look at it from various angles of winning awards and trying to push things forward. And I think uh, we mature over a period of time. I mean, I can't even list the number of awards I've won. Yes, you feel elated each time. It it has never come to me that we are like on a running streak. But at the same time, we do so many different things that give you different awards. So different people react differently. But when you're a judge, it's a very difficult situation in certain competitions. And you get heckled at the end of it well that's, I, I can see that that's that's it's a tricky
1: thing because you you know how, how do you pick the winner from uh you know a, a multitude of capable people it's um it, i
0: can see that, that that's a stressful thing to do i mean, I mean i'll go back to this year's Katie's. we voted for one man who won which is murray chapman who i work with very closely as well so i had to keep my you know defense about him on one side but mm-hmm. uh, i knew 90% of the people who are up for the KTs this year, they were all high-performing people because I'm involved in education, so I know those people. And all of a sudden, at the end, of the end of the KTs, I get cornered by two of them. So how do you think we didn't match up?
1: Yeah.
0: And it becomes very difficult because you are judging this competition at the highest possible level for our industry. And the criteria has to be adhered to, the criteria has to be high and every single avenue has to be checked so that the one person who deserves it gets it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. If yeah. I,
2: if I may as well, I think you know, someone who comes and asks why didn't I win, there's probably <laughs> probably something that they need to go away and think about themselves. Yeah. Really,
0: absolutely <laughs> right, Emily. Yeah. You're on the right track.
1: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's probably something deep rooted in, in the <laughs> education system there around, because uh, I I know that uh, they're kind of doing away with competition, as it were, and everybody has to win something just for taking part. But it's very bad. regrettably, it's very negative. that's not life. That's not the way that life no. works. But anyway, that's probably a, a completely different debate uh, mm-hmm. some other time, perhaps. Um one thing that i wanted to explore i'm a little bit conscious of time but i i, I if you'll permit me was actually that we've kind of focused on things that are judged but there's also awards out there that are done on a public vote mm. you know just in terms of uh, here we've made these these list of nominees and now it's down to who do you think do these awards have their place or are they are they basically just a
0: popularity contest ah Both. Very good. Lovely diplomatic answer. (laughs) It's it's both, actually. It depends, you know, when you're asked to nominate people, for example, I mean, you nominate people on bodies, you nominate people on hospital trust bodies, etc., etc. So you're involved in a few activities here and there. It's actually when you summarize, and if you know the individual and you Google the individual or you check the individual out, and if they've really actually put in a lot of effort into public services, Mm. then, yes, you're inclined to vote for somebody who has done that. Sometimes Mm. the wrong person actually has put a lot of stuff up over there or whatever. But uh, it's a tough one, that one, because some people are out there just to get recognition and some people are out there who really, really work hard but never get recognized. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I think
1: if, if there's somebody who is just completely engaged with what they're doing and they're passionate about what they're doing, I suppose you could argue that awards don't matter to them. No, They're just they're, you know, happy to keep doing what I'm doing. I love what I do. If at some point I get an acknowledgement for that, great. But it's not the
0: reason I exist and it's not the reason why I'm here. So I'll just give you a little example there, Chris. I know I'm taking up everybody. Phil, sorry, taking time. That's all right. So I've been called we, worse, Cyrus, don't worry. We, every year we judge Her Majesty the Queen's Award. You know that. Yeah, For public service and various other things and industry and all of that. And uh, you have to sit and judge like a thousand entries that come in sometimes and then you, they are narrowed down. Now people are nominated for such a prestigious award as the Queen's Award by members of the public. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who have to go actually go out there and look at what these individuals are doing. So in that sense, some of these people never come to know they've been nominated for an award. They could be nominated by a neighbor or a friend or a colleague that they work with. And that award actually recognizes those people who passionately do what they do and they don't care about an award and they'll continue to do what they do. But here's a recognition for what you do for your community and the people that love you, voted for you. Yeah. Absolutely. I think,
2: sorry, just quickly, Phil, yep. I think I, I do agree with what Cyrus was saying. I think, you know, it perhaps could sometimes be seen as a popularity contest, but a lot of, I think, especially in our industry, you know, when you're kind of going out, getting out there and, and doing things and, you know, it's it could be seen as both, but certainly those deserving... Are the ones who you you wouldn't think that is a popularity contest, and more just recognition of the work that they've put in. I don't know if you see what I mean there.
1: Yeah, I, I totally. I, I I couldn't agree more. I think there, uh, as Cyrus said at the beginning of that, they there's a little bit of both. It's um, you know, yeah. it, it, they 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 also have their place for sure. Yeah, great. Final question before I let you all get on your merry way. What do you think we should celebrate
3: more of in the industry? And I'll come to you, Yvonne. Um, not not really a big fan. I've never been asked to judge an award before, but Cyrus has made some very, very strong points, which I have also taken notes just to prepare me for when I'll be asked to judge an award. So thank you so much for that, Cyrus. Thank you so much. <laughs> so what we should celebrate more in the industry Uh, well i i don't want to sound biased but um i think we should celebrate or i believe we should celebrate hospitality entrepreneurs and also students i know that we've done a lot of we've celebrated a lot of hotel employees um Uh, General Managers, I know there's a General Managers Award that holds in the U.S. every year and and the likes of it, but I think that we do not celebrate hospitality entrepreneurs. In fact, we don't even recognize them. And these are people that have worked in the hospitality industry for years and have gone out there to start their own various hospitality-related businesses. And I also think that we should celebrate students also. Man, they are putting it in, putting in a lot of work. And um, I was once a student, a hospitality management student, so I know how tough it is to navigate through that um, through that sector and um, through that space.
1: Well, I mean, I completely agree with Avon. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I think we absolutely should celebrate entrepreneurs <laughs> more yeah. in the uh, in the industry. But no, that I, I think great points from Yvonne there. Emily, what what, what do you think we should celebrate more of?
2: We honestly need to to celebrate more of of everybody. I think, you know, especially in recent months, we've seen a real challenge in encouraging people to join our industry. So those who who work hard and and love what they do really should be recognised for 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 that work. And and I think you know we, we need to to focus on the people that we've got who who are the ones that can encourage others to join the industry, uh, hence why, you know, the IOH is so great to be involved in and, you know, more networking events. And um, it's only through showing other people how much fun it is to work in this industry and how rewarding it is that we can encourage more people to join us because I think, you know, that, that is one of the challenges that the industry has always faced is for it to be seen as, as such a, a great industry to work in, which does provide a lot of opportunities.
1: So we should celebrate the people who are in it. Totally. I could not agree more. And, uh, and Cyrus, anything to add on that I'm point? I'm
0: actually on the same wavelength as Emily in the first place, that what we do not do, Phil, unfortunately, celebrate our industry. So I had a little Mm -hmm. point I said in throughout our industry, I mean, we know we are facing these massive challenges. The industry has never got together and created a small fund to launch its own marketing campaign. We need to Mm -hmm. launch a massive marketing campaign with everybody contributes whatever they can contribute towards it to celebrate this industry and what it means to every nation within which this industry exists. And I think in Britain, we lose out more because we have never been able to attract the brightest of the bright. Mm -hmm. We have not been able to motivate people to come in throngs to join our industry. And the industry needs to set up its own marketing campaign and celebrate this industry for what it is. Show a kitchen porter becoming an executive chef or a general manager or a bell captain becoming a bellboy, becoming a GM. And these are the things we need to market to celebrate the success path that this industry provides for any individual. All you want is attitude. And there is no industry in the world that allows a young person with any attribute to succeed to the highest level within his sector. This is the only industry and we just don't celebrate that enough. Mm -hmm. Yes, entrepreneurs need to be recognized because we go through hell as entrepreneurs. But that's one aspect of it. This industry itself needs to get on its backside, put some money in, get the big boys to deliver a fantastic TV, advertorial, hoardings, whatever, to make this industry look the way it should be presented to the people.
1: Yeah, well, hunt out um, something called Hospital Rising. Which is an initiative by, uh, by Mark McCulloch. He's a food and beverage marketeer, but actually they're they're currently putting together something of that ilk to be launched next year. So go and go and have a look at that because I completely agree with you. I think that the 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 reputation that gets out about the industry is not the real reputation of the industry. Yeah. And you know the, the it's the people from within that need to tell the story of actually what goes on in here. It's not the The people who write columns in newspapers yeah. and uh, and online publications, and I completely agree. I think we we need to absolutely shout about this industry from the rooftops because it's been very kind to me throughout my career. I think it's been very kind to to everyone on this discussion today, yeah, sure. um, so far. And and you know we've all still got a lot more to do mm-hmm. um, as well. And it, it's uh, yeah, I I think I'm with you a hundred percent. Great. Well, I'm very conscious that we've kind of run over time, so I'm (laughs) going to wrap this up. But first of all, just kind of some of the learnings that I'm certainly taking away today is that awards definitely, without question, have their place. They can inspire you to do more as an individual. They can inspire your teams to do more because they've seen what you've done. They can also bring a little bit of pressure yeah to to someone to do more beyond that, uh, as Cyrus Anivon kind of testified to, but ultimately that 's down to your own attitude really to towards it and I think you know if you 're just getting your head down and you 're engaged with what you 're doing and you enjoy what you 're doing, then you know if the awards come fabulous if they don 't just keep doing what you 're doing. I can guarantee you that somebody somewhere wants to give you an award sure. just for that. And I think probably the biggest learning for me today was that somebody needs to design a tuxedo that is also chef's whites yes, for Cyrus <laughs> yes, so that he can get himself to, to more awards and feel more comfortable. But, um, no, thank you so much guys. I've thoroughly enjoyed today's chat. I hope you have to, I really appreciate you giving up your, your time and, uh, I wish you all a very merry
0: day. Thank you, thank all you, the best, Phil.
3: Thank you, Phil.
0: Take care. Take care. All the best, everybody. Thank nice you. meeting you all. Take thank care. You too. You Cheers. too. And
1: Today's episode of I'm In was brought to you by Caterer.com and covered awards and accolades with Yvonne Joseph, AIH, Emily Kubra, MIH, and Cyrus Walla FIH, hosted by Phil Street, MIH. To say I'm In and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. And to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Join us next time where we'll be focusing on job interviews under the banner of New Year, New Job, New You. See you then.